Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the MGC podcast, where we desire to go deep into the Christian faith. My name is Alex Portillo, and I am your host. On today's episode, we talk to Pastor Jana Lee about living for Christ, being at peace with death, and suffering together with Christ. This continues our series on the book of Philippians. And with this episode, we wrap up chapter one. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy. For him, he doesn't have to try anymore. He wouldn't have to keep fighting that battle. And I kind of love it because I think sometimes we we almost make it like it's about heaven, like living on earth is about heaven someday. And Paul is kind of almost saying the opposite. Living is Christ. Dying is means I don't have to experience the difficulties of life. He's not just living for heaven and ignoring the difficulties of life. What does Paul mean when he says to live is Christ? See, Alex, that's just mean. The first thing I say when I preached this last weekend, first thing I say about this text is that I, I don't understand it enough if I can't explain it clearly. And since I can't explain it clearly, I must not understand it enough. And that's the first thing you ask me. That's, you're, just, you're just being snarky there. Um, just and a yet, little bit. Just is, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no. I have no doubt you did that intentionally. And yet, it is the key text of this whole passage. As I, as I talked about, it has the structure, the linguistic structure shows, if you were to go into the original language, it was very intentionally put as the central text of the passage. And I, I, I don't think that Paul was being mistaken. I don't think he meant to say live like Christ or live for Christ. But to Paul, to the author here, to live is Christ. And it is really hard to go beyond that other than to say, I feel that it has to do with the heart of purpose in my own life or anybody's life. Not just a belief or a desire to act in a certain way or to be better, but to have to do with that core purpose for getting out of bed in the morning to every single interaction being Christ in that moment at all times. Paul had an experience on the road to Damascus where he met Jesus. And somehow in just meeting Jesus, it was enough to negate everything he'd ever lived for or known his whole life. I don't know that I've had an experience like that. Now, of course, I I feel very blessed to have been raised Christian, to have been raised Adventist, to have family that taught me grace and love. So Jesus has always been in my life. So I can't speak to that level of experience. But do I know Christ in such a way that I want every moment, every experience of the day to be him? Not for him, not like him, but him, to be Christ. It's definitely what I want. It's definitely something that I think is worth striving for. What does Paul mean when he says to die is gain? When everything you're living for isn't for this world, that there's more and you know there's more, that 
for him, he doesn't have to try anymore. He wouldn't have to keep fighting that battle. And I kind of love it because I think sometimes we, we almost make it like it's about heaven, like living on earth is about heaven someday. And Paul is kind of almost saying the opposite. Living is Christ. Dying is means I don't have to experience the difficulties of life. He's not just living for heaven and ignoring the difficulties of life. He's not just, you know, like, oh, whatever, I'm in chains or I've been through hard things, but I'm, he wasn't in some like ethereal mental state where he'd risen above pain. His life was painful and hard. So yeah, for him, he thought God is bigger than death and his God, you know, our God is bigger than death, is more than death. He'd be done with the, the fighting of the body and flesh and he was in pain and he was struggling and he missed his friends and he was in chains and he was facing death and fear. And I don't think he was minimalizing that. I think he was saying he'd love to be done with it all. So I think that it wasn't about, you know, what would happen after death as much as he had so much trust in Christ that for him, that would just mean he could just finally be done dealing with life. It's interesting because as I was preparing for our interview last night, I've read this verse a hundred times, but what you just said, it I, I had it as like a realization last night <laughs> <laughs> and I spammed Johnny. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I spammed him and I said, you're the only one I'm going to spam with this. And I sent him like this huge like series of texts and all he responded was, I appreciate your reflection. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we get those inspiring moments and the person's like, cool, thanks. <laughs> In Philippians chapter 1, verse 23, Paul says that he is torn between the two, life and death. What is it about Paul's resolve to live for Christ that makes him dauntless before death? It's so beyond where I am at. I think sometimes we feel like we need to equate ourselves. And I will just openly say, this pandemic and so much change has taught me how much faith I thought I had versus how much fear can really show up in my life. Paul lived in this politically fraught, religiously fraught people in his sphere, if he convinced them to believe as he did, it would change so much they might be rejected unto death. That's how strong his faith was, that he was willing to say, Christ is worth it. Christ is worth being rejected unto death for me and for you and your families. He saw Christ as worth it. And so he saw this story as so much bigger than death that death was was no longer something to be feared. His trust in Christ was so great. Although Paul desires to die, he chooses to live because he knows it will serve a greater purpose. Yet he knows that if he lives, he will inevitably suffer more. In verse 29, Paul says, For it has been granted to me on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Why is believing not enough. There's a whole lot there that I would I would hate to just, you know, negate. Part of it was just seriously the um the world he was living in to believe meant struggle 
and meant suffering. And we have come to not expect that, right? We, we expect comfort from our faith. We expect if we have stronger faith, things will go easier for us. Our gospel of, of God's blessing if we have enough faith. And I think we just ignore this where Paul's like, actually, it's kind of the opposite. If you truly have the faith of Christ, there's going to be struggle and suffering. Now, the challenge, of course, then, is that I can now look at everything. You know, if I'm struggling, if I'm having, you know, if I'm struggling with somebody or in my position in life or I'm having a suffering thing to be like, it's for Christ. When it could just be God's going, no, nah, actually, you just made some really bad choices to get you there. Or sometimes things are just rough and it has nothing to do with choices. There are choices that lead towards rough paths. And sometimes life is just hard. And I feel like Paul is kind of saying that, like, we can't expect not to struggle. Christ, who was perfect, struggled. Paul, who had a perfect upbringing and then switched it all, and then was, you know, living for Christ, living Christ, struggled. And I think it's more to say expect, not perfection, not comfort, expect struggle as Christ did. And if we expect it, and that's so much, if you do any mental health studying, studies about anxiety or stress or fears, so much is about our expectations failing. And we, we do a lot of work in that when you, when you look into mental health and anxiety and things that like that is, is setting your expectations, knowing I f- when this happens, I feel this. And I feel like Paul's setting our expectations. Expect struggle. Don't be surprised by it, and your faith can grow in that struggle. If Christ struggled, why would we think we'll have any less? And so not so much as this, like, because I'm living Christ, I'm struggling, as much as because I'm living, I'm struggling. We can't expect anything more. And so we're joining with Christ in the act of living on earth, and we can find peace and faith in that act of engaging in life, which has struggle. Thank you for joining us today, Jana. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the MGC Podcast. If you haven't done so, go to iTunes and leave us a review. Go to our Instagram page and give us a follow. I know it's a small thing, but it really helps us and it helps other people find us. You there? You there? You still there? Awesome. I still have you. Okay. Since I still have your attention, I'm going to let you know right now that we have amazing things coming. We have interviews with special guests that you definitely want to stay tuned for. Last week, I also put up a post on my personal blog, port-7.com, on developing a daily practice. And going into 2021, I think that this is something that we should all work to develop. So if you're interested in that, you know, go ahead there to port-7.com and take a read. Thank you guys so much for being part of this journey with us. And until next time. Grace and peace to you, my friends.